Welcome to day 341 of Shaped by the Word. We are in our third season together, the story of the prophets, and we are coming to the end of the story of the prophets. Uh, we've uh, read the uh, pre-exilic prophets, which are warning Israel of coming judgment. Uh, we've read Ezekiel, who is prophesying you know, during the exile, who's encouraging people in the middle of the judgment of God. And now, you know, the people have returned and uh, they're deeply discouraged. Jerusalem is in ruins. They don't have the resources they once had. And, of course, they're vulnerable to enemies on every side. And so you have Haggai and Zechariah who are prophesying to the people to encourage them to rebuild the house of the Lord, which is a symbol of national strength. And of course, as we've been doing biblically, you know, biblical theology is a symbol of God's presence with them and uh, their honoring of God's presence. So Zechariah, most of the you know uh, the prophets deal more with a you know they they have both a near view and a far view. So they're dealing with the circumstances that people are facing, and then they look beyond those circumstances to what God will do in and through those circumstances and most of the prophets deal more with the near view addressing the immediate circumstances of the people Zechariah kind of flips us he is is more concerned with the future than he is you know with the present and of course it really has a good feel because God has brought his people back and he has a wonderful future for him we remember you know Jeremiah we said I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not harm you even though you're about to go into your exile to give you a hope and a future. And so Zechariah will be very much hope and future oriented. Also be somewhat like Ezekiel. He's going to get a little wild with his visions in here. So we have uh, some apocalyptic literature mixed in with Zechariah as well. We'll just get a little bit, a little taste of it, you know, this week as we begin uh, in Zechariah, you know, chapter one. Mm -hmm. So before we read, as always, what, what a gift we have that God has breathed out Scripture and by His Spirit He breathes in the truth and reality of Scripture to us. And we know from Ezekiel that His breath has a power to bring life. He breathed into Adam and Adam became a living being. He uh, breathed over the valley of dry bones and they became you know, living beings. And of course, you know, Jesus, when He talked about receiving the Holy Spirit, symbolically breathed on the disciples. Mm -hmm. It was a symbol of the gift of life we have through Scripture. So we recognize that God's Word gives life and life in us uh, is active and continues God's work as a means of grace. So we always we always come to this as a holy moment. Uh, David, would you, you lift us up you know, before we read? Yeah, let's pray. Father, as we turn to uh, your word and as we turn to Zechariah, um, we ask that you would um, slow us and help us to hear your word. And as we hear it, um, we ask that your spirit would be at work, doing only it can do to um, illumine our hearts and minds, um, to respond to your word in the way that you would desire. And so we ask that you would do that for your glory, for our joy, um, help us to see and behold more of you. Praise all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Zechariah, uh, verse 1. Uh, by the way, as we read Haggai, 
you know, we have these uh, four time signatures in Haggai, and Haggai's uh, book or his prophecy covers about four months. You know, the beginning of the motivation of rebuilding the temple. Zechariah is a contemporary with Haggai that we're prophesying at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, but Zechariah takes us through you know the completion of the temple. Zechariah 1, in the eighth month of the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, the son of Iddo. The Lord was very angry with your ancestors, therefore tell the people, this is what the Lord Almighty says, return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I'll return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Do not be like your ancestors to whom the earlier prophets proclaimed. This is what the Lord Almighty says, turn from your evil ways and your evil practices, but they would not listen or pay attention to me, declares the Lord. Where are your ancestors now? And the prophets, do they live forever? But did not my words and my decrees, which I commanded my servants the prophets, overtake your ancestors? Then they repented and said, The Lord Almighty has done to us what our ways and our practices deserve, just as he has determined to do. On the twenty-fourth day of the eleventh month, the month of Shabbat, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, son of Edo. During the night I had a vision, there before me was a man mounted on a red horse. He was standing among the myrtle trees in a ravine. Behind him were red, brown, and white horses. I asked, What are these, my lord? The angel who was talking with me answered, I will show you what they are. And the man standing among the myrtle trees explained, These are the ones the Lord has sent to go throughout the earth. And they reported to the angel of the Lord who was standing among the myrtle trees, We've gone throughout the earth and found the whole world rest and in peace. Then the angel of the Lord said, Lord Almighty, how long will you withhold your mercy from Jerusalem and from the towns of Judah, which you've been angry with these 70 years? So the Lord spoke kind and comforting words to the angel who talked with me. Then the angel who was speaking to me said, Proclaim this word. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I'm very jealous for Jerusalem and Zion, and I'm very angry with the nations that feel secure. I was only a little angry, but they went too far with punishment. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will turn to to Jerusalem with mercy, and there my house will be rebuilt, and the measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem, declares the Lord Almighty. But claim further, this is what the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow with prosperity, and the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem. Then I looked up, and there before me were four horns. I asked the angel who was speaking to me, What are these? He answered me, These are the horns that scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. I asked, What are these coming to do? He answered, These are the horns that scattered Judah so that no one could raise their head. But the craftsmen have come to terrify them and throw down these horns of the nations who lifted up their horns against the land of Judah to scatter its people. So we have you know, the, these two apocalyptic visions. And of course we have you know, the four horsemen, which we'll see again in the book of Revelation, <laughs> mm-hmm. standing here. They ride through the land and see the land at peace. And uh, you know, God says the peace is not you know, well-deserved among them because they have been brutal you know, in how they have executed my judgment you know, against my people Israel. So I will stir up the nations, but once again I will comfort you know, my mm-hmm. people. And you see a great reversal which is, you know, we talked about mm-hmm. yesterday in the last part of Haggai, shaking the heavens and the earth. I'm going to turn everything upside yeah, down and sure. on its head, you know, as I begin to restore, you know, everything that is in, in creation. 
I appreciate the attitude that you see in verse 6 of the people, because so many times before, the people were always saying, why has the Lord done this to us, you know? And there was just kind of this attitude that they were fine, but maybe the Lord was mean, you know, Um, like they didn't deserve it. But I do appreciate here that it says, then they repented and said, the Lord Almighty has done to us what our ways and our practices deserve, just as He determined to do. And I just... Um, I appreciate the the contrition and the humility of spirit here, and just the way that that's the kind of people we're called to be. You no, know, that's you know, and of course that's you know not not the full uh, you know not the full vision of what you know repentance is. Of course, and that's captured in the phrase, "If you'll return to me, I will return to you." Mm-hmm. But that is you know the first part of you know repentance, which is genuine contrition over our mm-hmm. sin. And of course, even in all of this, you know, we we read in the Psalms, you know, Psalm 108, that He has not, you know, treated us as our sins deserved, exactly. repaid us according yeah. to our iniquities. And that's not only true in Christ, but that that's true just in common experience. You know, that even though we experience God's judgment, sometimes God's harshness. Uh, you know, and even though Israel experienced God's judgment and God's harshness, it's still not in the measure. Of what our Get rebellion what against deserve. him deserves, yeah. and so to to honestly say, uh, you, you've been good to me even in judgment, mm-hmm. you know, as, mm-hmm. as a, a humble and a starting point. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about we, you know, met with our elders earlier today, and we're doing a little scripture memory, which you know, for all of our old tired minds, is you know not nearly as uh, <laughs> easy as it was when we were kids. Uh, but uh, you know, one of the things that Isaiah says, you know, in, in, in chapter two, these are the ones that I look on. With favor, the ones who are mm-hmm. humble and spirit, humble and contrite in spirit, and who tremble at mm-hmm. my word, and so mm-hmm. you see a, a picture of the people responding mm-hmm. exactly the way yeah. Isaiah had encouraged them to respond. And also that reminder that they didn't always respond like that. You know, like, hey, mm-hmm. look at what happened in the past. Look at your ancestors. Look at how they 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 didn't. Has not my, the yeah. word of my prophets overtaken them? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a, a crazy phrase? Mm-hmm. You know, you think you can outrun the truth of God and the principles of God, you know, and we think we can. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it, it does overtake us. Yeah. And, we, and we do find ourselves in a place of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, begs a real practical question even for us as we read this, but what do we do with God's word? You know, how mm-hmm. do we respond to it? Do we. Mm-hmm sit in authority over it do we mm-hmm. neglect it altogether you yeah, know or do we sure. sit in submission and under its authority you know finding our our joy and satisfaction and um and conviction as well but it just that really has been we've talked about so much in the prophets of just this the people oh. coming and it's like they're holding up the law saying you know the lord has said and you know and mm-hmm. repent and return and you know, maybe the lord will relent and the people are just stubborn and hard-hearted and mm-hmm. refuse and, and so even for us thinking man, how do we respond to god's word yeah mm-hmm. and one of the things that we were talking about this morning you know as we uh, you know we're together with the, the leader you know leadership of the church is that you know deeply fascinated and in love with god's word but sometimes slow to allow it to penetrate my heart and change who i am and so when we talk about delighting in god's word we're not just talking about being fascinated with what it is but being overwhelmed with what it does mm-hmm. you know in and through us and, and it, like i said i i love you know that simple phrase and what a great reminder you know in verse you know three this is what the lord almighty says return to me and i'll return to you and what a fantastic promise that he is always as close 
as a repentant and, and a contrite heart. Mm-hmm. And of course, whenever you know Jesus describes you know the kind of people that inherit the blessing of the kingdom, those are his you know first two things he says. You know, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, which is that contrite you know sense and the sense of humility and brokenness. And blessed are those who mourn, mm-hmm. who are deeply grieved. You know, not so much by the condition of the world, but by mm-hmm. what sin has done to them, and by extension to its mm-hmm. presence in the world. So, true. so uh, we'll be in Zechariah you know, for a little while, but this is a good introduction to him. So hang right there. We'll be back with you on Monday. Uh, we've given you a psalm. If you're you know, using our app or using our reading plan you know, to read, you know, tomorrow there's a change of pace you know, in our, our family. We often read that one together and have that as you know, time of public worship you know, on, on Saturday. But we look forward to seeing you on Sunday as the people of God you know, gather to joyously praise Him, to hear His Word, and to be transformed in community by His, His Spirit. Mm-hmm. Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your patience with Israel, uh, but even more with Your patience with me. Mm-hmm. You're a good and a gracious God. Amen. Amen.